Y'all good? Good. Y'all know me. I like to get going, but I know that we have some some first-time family with us here in the house. So my name is Chase, and I'm the central student pastor here, and I just want to say welcome to our family. We're glad that you're here, and and we are are people who are passionate about the truth uh, of God. And so welcome. We're we're honored that you're here. We're going to dive in to week four of, of faith works and we're going to be talking about how words are powerful and I already sense God in the in the room tonight so we're going to get on with it sound good Jonathan my man let's go son all right so tonight what we're going to be talking about every one of you possess all right it is in your body and it's called the tongue right you each and every one of you have a tongue and your tongue has the ability to impact that your surroundings in a very powerful, powerful way. In a very, very powerful, powerful way. Don't miss that. Because your tongue has the ability to encourage or destroy people. Your tongue has the ability to tell truths or to tell lies. Your tongue has the ability, the words that come out of your mouth, has, you, have, you have the ability to make someone laugh or to make someone cry. You have the ability to build someone up or, tell some, or tear someone down. Your tongue is a powerful thing because words are powerful. But here's the deal. How many of you in your life have found yourself in a position where you say, dang, I shouldn't have said that? Come on, somebody. Yeah, right. Every hand in the room is raised high. Yes, you're like, you have been in a position to where your mouth has got you in some trouble. I don't care how nice you are. You've been in some trouble. Because of what you said to your mama or your daddy or whoever it is that you were talking to, right? And so maybe you've, you've experienced some embarrassment, maybe some shame, maybe some guilt in what you said. And I know that's true for me. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to be transparent with you tonight. Because <laughs> this is always you, you preach out of a different place whenever God has preached the message to you two weeks before you're preaching the message. It, it, it just it gets real. You know what I'm saying? And so me and God had an encounter on the way back from the beach. And it came through my wife. Right. You already know I'm in trouble. Yeah. So we were in the car. We were on our way back from the beach. We were sitting at a red light. You know, chilling. It was like 1230. Is good, right? And so it's lunchtime. We're both hungry. And uh, we, we're, we're listening to, to podcasts. We like to do that. It's good, it's good stuff. Um, and, and, and so she points across the car, across the street to this sign. And she said, let's go straight to Chick-fil-A. It's, there's a sign that reads Chick-fil-A three and a half miles to the left. But she was pointing to a sign across the road. Okay, and, and, and in this moment, I was confused. I was like, what, what, 
what are you doing? Like, that's not straight. That's, that's left. You know what I'm saying? But the sign read Chick-fil-A straight three and a half miles to the left. And so we, we got, we got kind of into it, you know what I mean? Like I was confused and I, <laughs> I was trying to figure out what she was saying, all this other stuff. Um, and, and before this conversation, get this, get this. I said, I said, babe, you seem a little frustrated. I said, are you okay? She's like, yeah, I'm good, I'm good, I'm, not, I'm good. Apparently she was concentrating, I don't know. <laughs> so she wasn't frustrated. <laughs> and, and, and we have this moment, right? And, 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 and she knows something about me that, that I'm the guy. I'm the guy who's like, all right, point A to point B, there's no in between. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, if you got to use the bathroom, figure it out. If you, if you got to, we're not stopping, we're not doing anything like that. Like, we're going. You know what I'm saying? Some of your dads in the room, you're like, yeah, I get that. And I have to like pee every 30 minutes, but whatever, you know. Um, and, and so it's like, we're, we're going to, to the house, Get this, the Chick-fil-A's three and a half miles down the street. Our exit's a half a mile away. We're going to be going the opposite direction. I ain't got time for that. You know what I mean? And so here we are. We're in that Chick-fil-A line. And so uh, I opened my big mouth. And I said, I said, oh, oh. I said, oh, I, I know why. I know, I know why you're frustrated or you're acting this way. It's because you're hungry. Fellas, don't ever label a woman's feelings. All right? For real. I'm serious. That's a, that's a free tip, and I would take it if I were you. Um, because the next hour was miserable. I'm serious. The next hour was miserable. And I, I, it's, it's kind of funny, but it's, it's like, this was a serious moment for us. I said something that I shouldn't have came out of my mouth. And it came out of the wrong place. And we probably wouldn't label that as like next level, bad words, destruction, like, you know, destruction. Like, you know, that's, that's probably not how we would, in a sense, label that because there's, there's much... There's much worse things I could have, that could have came out of my mouth. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, but that's what I said, and, and it hurt my wife. It hurt her. And later she explained how she was affected by what I said. You know why she was affected by what I said? Because my words are powerful. But you know what's cool? Is that we have, we have Jesus and, and we have a relationship with God. And you know what happened for the next hour and a half? And this is why I love my wife so much. And this is why faith is important in a relationship. This is a side note, but it's good. Is because you know what my wife did? She opened up her cell phone and she started searching for scripture about how words are powerful and how we should build each other up and, and, and encourage one another and how our words are a reflection of our heart. And over the next hour and a half, we had a conversation about that. And that's literally the message that I'm preaching to you tonight. It's, come, it's coming out of a deep place because I know how important it is for your words to be words of hope and to be words of life. So I'm excited about tonight. Before we begin, 
I got to say this. Every word that comes out of your mouth will do one of two things. It will either hurt people or it will heal people. It will bring life to people. It will give hope to people. Your, the words that come out of your mouth will do one of two things. It will either hurt people or it will heal people. It will bring life to people. It will encourage people. So let's dive in. Grab your Bibles. Go to page 1218. We're going to be in James chapter 3, verses 2 through 5. James chapter 3, verses 2 through 5. We're going to dive in. We're going to get going. Tonight is going to be a good night. Look at your neighbor and say, words are powerful. All right, let's go. James chapter 3, 2 through 5, page 12, 18. Here we go. We all stumble in many ways. If anyone is never at fault in what he says, he is a perfect man, able to keep his whole body in check. Let's just stop right there. All right, listen. If that script, that scripture is true, you feel me? That scripture is true. If anyone is a perfect man and is never at fault, he's able to keep his body in check. Newsflash. Last time there was a perfect man. You know who that is? Jesus. Jesus is the only perfect man to ever walk the earth. So guess what that means for us? Everyone in this room, we need to lean in because there's a word for us tonight. Russell Westbrook ain't the MVP. Jesus is the MVP. Y'all get, you got it? Not Russell Westbrook, Jesus. He's the perfect man. He's the real MVP. Russell, I'm glad for you. You're the real MVP. It's good. Basketball. Jesus is the real MVP though. He's the perfect man. Y'all ready? Still with me? We're just getting started. Let's go. Verses three through four says this. When we put bits into horses, in the, mouth, in the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. Or take ships as example, although they are so large. Y'all ever been on a cruise? All right, yep. I'm a cruise people. Um, they are large and they're driven by strong winds. They are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. So James is painting. He's already painted two pictures. He's going to paint three pictures. We're going to get to the third one in a minute, but let's talk about the two. So he talks about this idea, uh, idea of, of, of a bit in a horse's mouth. Y'all ever rode horses before? Y'all know what I'm talking about? So you have the ability to control that horse. Wherever, wherever that bit goes, that horse will follow, okay? And, and James is painting pictures of, of how powerful the tongue is in this moment. You could probably say, wherever your tongue goes, wherever your words go, wherever your words are directed, maybe your life will follow. Then he uses example as a ship. Y'all ready for this? 
What up? Come on. That's it. That's it right there. Y'all know what this is? It's a fidget spinner, but not just any fidget spinner. It's a steering wheel of a ship fidget spinner, okay? I ordered this just for this moment, okay? Because I knew every one of you would be glued to the, to the stage because you're like, yeah, I want one of those. And I actually have two to give away after this, so um, just, just hang in there. Uh, but the, the importance of this is that this steering wheel controls the rudder of the ship. So wherever this steering wheel goes, the rudder also goes, right? So the ship will follow wherever this steering wheel goes because it controls the rudder. Let me say it to you like this. Our tongue is the rudder of our life. Our tongue is the rudder of our life. James is warning us in this moment, where your tongue leads, your life will follow. Wherever your tongue leads, your life will follow. Could you imagine if we were to get in the car, you were to get in the car on the way home, don't try this. You were getting a car on the way home, and you literally turn the engine on. Might as well not even put your seatbelt on, but turn the engine on, put your seatbelt on, sat on, like you, you, you sit on your hands, and then you press the gas. <laughs> Y'all laugh at that, but, but that's, that might be the way that some of, of, of your words are. They're reckless. They're out of control. Because I guarantee you, if you press the gas, you would destroy things in your path. You would bring destruction to the things around you because you have no control. You're not steering. And so what happens is, is you start bringing destruction and wrecking things and doing all of this stuff. And it's through your mouth. It's through your tongue. And so James continues to warn us. And this third, this third picture gets more intense. This third picture, he kind of ups the ante on a little bit. Okay? Let's read. Let's go to verse 5 and 6, all right? It says this. James says this. He says, Consider what a great forest it is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, is also fire. A world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole person, sets the whole course of its, his life on fire. And is, itself, and is itself set on fire by hell. James is getting a little aggressive, right? James is getting a little aggressive. But what James is saying here is true. Y'all know what this is? It's a match. This is a match. It's not just any match. This is a special ordered match. This is a stormproof 
match. I could throw this sucker in the ocean and grab it, and it would still be lit. Serious. You're like, do it. We don't have an ocean. All right? But I'm serious. Look, how does this match get lit? Not a trick question. So here, how's, here, here is how this match gets lit. You ready? I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm, I can't. <laughs> I can't do that. Um, but this match gets lit by a spark. It's a very small thing. It's a very, very small thing that will set this thing ablaze. But do you realize the destruction that this thing can bring? I don't know if you've been watching the news lately, but there's forests that are set on fire by a spark. Fire starts somewhere. I don't know about you, but this is, a, this is an intense picture of how words and how your tongue are powerful. This has the ability to destroy things. And so... So does our mouth. And so this is an important thing that we're, we're talking about. And I don't know who coined, coined the phrase. Anybody ever heard this? Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Come on, man. I don't know if it was a man, but <laughs> I mean, come on. That's the, cra- that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Because I guarantee you, if we were to take a survey, and I don't even have to take a survey because I know it's true, that in this room, you've been hurt by words. And you've hurt people by words. And I think this phrase, in a sense, they, whoever wrote this, maybe they don't think words are powerful. But I know someone who does, and it's in Scripture, and it's in Proverbs, and he's one of the wisest men to ever walk the earth. His name's Solomon. Proverbs. We're going to go there, and I'm going to share with you two Proverbs that I think brings what, what James is saying to a little bit more of a, re- a reality, all right? So let's go there. Let's go there. We're going to go to Proverbs 10, 11. It'll be on the screen. Proverbs 10, 11. And it says this, the mouth of righteous, the mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life, but violence overwhelms the mouth of the wicked. Read that one more time. The mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life. You know what that means? The people who walk and give hope and encouragement and give wise counsel, get, get, build people up, you're a fountain of life. People want to be around you. You're giving something to them. You're giving hope to them. And as followers of Jesus, that's what we're called to do. We're called to give life to a broken world. We're called to give healing to a broken world through how we live and what we say. That's what we're called to do. We want to be a fountain. We want to walk around and be a fountain of life. And then scripture says this. It says, but violence overwhelms 
the mouth of the wicked. So everything that you say in destruction and what, what, you, what you speak about others and, and what you label others, you know what that brings to them? That brings violence. And many of you define violence as just something that's physical. Anybody ever been emotionally, had, had, had violence in, a, in an emotional way? Absolutely. So your words, if they're filled with wickedness, if they're filled with destruction, you're bringing violence to people emotionally. You're hurting them. Let me say it to you this way. Your words either will give life or wreck lives. I'm being upfront with you guys because I know you can take it and I know that's what you want. So we're just going to be real. That's how I roll. Your words can either give life or they will wreck lives. Plain and simple. And here's another thing that, that we, have to, do we have to talk about. Because we can talk about words, and we know that they come from our mouth and our tongue and, and everything like that. But where are they really coming from? That's the question I've been asking myself. Because they're, they're coming from somewhere, not just your mouth, not just your mind. Your words are a reflection of your heart. Your words are a reflection of your heart. Many of you in here tonight, like myself, I need a heart transplant. I sometimes need to rip, rip, rip everything out and, and God, give me a new heart, <laughs> please. I needed a new heart in the moment where I said that to my wife. And maybe that's the problem for some of you and you're wondering why that you're saying these things, but it's because your heart is full of wicked. It's because your heart is full of destruction. And, and, and that is what's coming out of your mouth. Luke 6.45 says this, a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the, the evil stored up in his heart. Here it is. This is good. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. The mouth speaks what the heart is full of. So maybe it's the heart issue. Maybe for some of us, we need to dig down a little deeper and get to the root of why we're acting the way we're acting, what we're saying. Because it's a heart issue. It's a heart issue. The words that come out of your mouth are a reflection of your heart. And I want to tell you something. I want nothing more than for the people that fill this room to be full of life. Man, Jesus, he says to us, I, I, I've, I've came here to give you life. Give you life. 
And as followers of Jesus Christ, if, if we're carrying around the name and we're proclaiming the name here in this room, we got to proclaim it with our mouth. And what I mean by that, I'm, just, I'm not saying preach Jesus, preach Jesus, preach whatever. I'm saying, I'm saying speak life. Build each other up. Encourage one another. Be there for one another. Because I'm going to tell you something. This world tears us down enough. We don't need another person, especially one who claims to follow Jesus, to continue to tell and tear down other people and tell them that they're not worth anything. That's not what this is about. That's not how our faith works. So, I'm going to say it to you again, and we're going to start to close. But your words, you have a choice. You have a choice, and it's your choice. The words that come out of your mouth can either hurt people, or they can give life to people. They can encourage people. So I got a few practical things that I want to talk to you about. And, and, and we're going to have a, a let's get real moment. Right now, right here, can y'all handle it? Are you sure? It's a practical thing to do. Okay? Shut up when you're angry. Shut up when you're angry. There's never been a moment in my life where anything, anything good or life-giving has ever came out of my mouth and it been good when I'm angry. Why? Why should we shut up when we're angry? Let me tell you why. Because hurt people hurt people. That's why. If you're not a follower of Jesus, this is practical for you too. <laughs> you, don't have to you don't have to accept Jesus to, to, to do these things. This is just good living. You know what I'm saying? Like this is, this is just good. This is going to bring some, some, some peace. Hurt people hurt people. This could be a game changer for many of us in the room. If we were to just hold our tongue. If we were to just hold our tongue. James 1, 19 through 20 says this. It says, Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. For, for, for a man's anger does not bring about the righteousness of, that, that God desires. It brings nothing good. It brings nothing good. Slow to speak, quick to listen, and slow to become angry. So shut up when you're angry, okay? Here's two more practical steps. 
And this is more of a challenge to you and action to you tonight. The first is this. Listen more than you speak. Listen more than you speak. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to call or text someone in your life. This week, tonight, tomorrow, the next day. And tell them the difference that they have made in your life. They've given you life, and now it's your turn to speak life to them, to encourage them. The second thing that I want you to do is look for ways to encourage. This is just kind of another practical step of how that you can, you can be of encouragement. Many of you are on social media, right? And so I want, I want you to give a shout out, a, a, a post, a, a something to someone and encourage them. I want you to see the good in someone and lift someone up. Because that's what we're called to do as followers of Jesus. But I want to take a time out. And this is this has got me, man, this week, today. And I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna throw it out here, okay? I know many of you in the room, in this room, have, have this thing that's called a Finstagram. If you don't know what a Finstagram is, it's a fake Instagram account. And what this does, I want to read you some of the things that, 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 is, that are happening in our world in social media, the world that you're living in. And maybe some of you are a part of this tonight. Here's Finsta facts from the Huffington Post, and it says this. It says, Finstas often intentionally cross paths with Rinstas, real Instagrams, to, to launch social media cyber assaults and stir calm waters. The, the waters of Instagram can quickly become muddied by the saturation of Finstagrams. Do... To, to their anonymity, Finstas are the preferred, preferred platform for teens to methodically humiliate, ostracize, and bully their peers. Although Snapchat's content can evaporate into the cyber abyss, ultimately its content is clearly tied to an authentic user, thus creating an increased threshold of accountability. I'm gonna tell you something. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ and you, you have a Finstagram and, and you are cyber bullying people, tearing people down, destroying people's lives, you need to check yourself. Because that's not, that's not Jesus. Because you want me to tell you the, the, the real, the real issue is that your Finstagram 
and the things that, that, that's supposed to be fake are actually in your heart. Your Finstagram is actually your real Instagram because your words are a reflection of your heart. And so the things that you post and say on social media, that's the real side of you. And this pretty made up, filtered Instagram that you say is the real you, that's probably not the real you. And so I'm gonna ask you to delete that. If you proclaim Jesus, if you, if you say Jesus is the Lord of my life, I'm following him, I'm, I'm, I'm his, don't live a double life. Don't do it. Delete that crap. Offer life, offer hope to the people around you. We have the world who's destroying our people and we don't need you to do that too. If you proclaim the name of Jesus. This room, let me tell you something. And this is why I'm preaching eight minutes past that I'm supposed to. Because I believe in you and I'm for you. And I believe that this room and the people that make up this room can change culture, can change the world, can change Gwinnett County, can change Mountain View and Collins Hill and, and all of it. I believe it. And I'm for you. And I'm behind you. And our leaders are for you and they're behind you and we want the best life for you. This is, this is, a, this is a powerful thing. And some of us need to step up to the plate. Some of us need to step up to the plate and start living real and authentic lives for Jesus because it's the best life.